Welcome to Hollywood 2.0. This is Peter Katz. On today's show, we have Stacey Jones, founder and CEO of Hollywood Branded, a leading entertainment marketing agency. They have done everything from getting Don Draper to drink Canadian Club on Mad Men to produce and obtain distribution for a cable TV documentary for the launch of a new line of trucks. Sure. So everyone assumes that everything that they see on air is paid for. And really, over 95% of what you see in television or feature films is just a trade-out where you're working with the production and you're giving them either clearance so that they don't have to try to find that person who's the rights holder at the company to sign off and give approval for that product to appear in the scene, or you're giving them trade-out where you're giving them products so that they don't have to purchase it, whether that is you know, a car that's on loan, or if it is water where they're getting it for craft services and the crew to drink as well as being on screen, saving the production money, or leveraging it into a promotional partnership where there's still no dollars exchanging hands, but now the film or the television or music property is leveraging the, the grand equity of being able to be included in the print, out of home, radio, television, or retail store displays of that brand and getting the attention of you know, millions of consumers that never would have been able to be aware. So it's the using the brand's distribution channels to reaching more uh, potential audiences to go to a movie or watch a TV show by kind of partnering up. It's not just, here's money, can I include my brand in your um, show or movie? It's actually, they're getting together in almost a collaboration. Correct. And on all of our campaigns, we really try to look for that collaboration where it's going to be a benefit to both parties. Um, just paying dollars over in order to get messaging and a storyline written into a scene on screen, it's there. That's enough. But it's not really truly where it should be taken. Uh, any campaign with an integration should have you know, legs to it to support. It should have social media extensions, which benefit both the brand as well as the uh, media property, whether it's a promotion that's being run and consumers who enter have email addresses collected and that's going to go back to both the production you know, distribution company as well as the brand for future marketing campaigns. Um, the promotional collaboration is just incredibly, incredibly uh, strong and positive and a really great source of exposure for each party. So you said that uh, social media extensions, and I've also heard the term transmedia storytelling. Is it more beneficial for brand partnerships uh, with content producers if they tell a story that lives in multiple platforms? It is, or at least has, whether the story is being told on multiple platforms or at least there's a reach on multiple platforms to engage an audience. You know, none of us live just in the world of watching television now. Everyone's on their Blackberry or their tablet. Uh, they're watching content from their computer and having these different touch points as they're walking through you know, at the everyday world and they're seeing out-of-home signage directing them back to the property and the brand partnership. All of those things really tie into the awareness of a consumer and the impact factor overall. Yeah, this takes a lot of planning. It does. Everything takes planning. And how early on uh, would you get involved in the development of uh, the story, the stories, and kind of that st that stage to integrate uh, brands? 
Wow. We just put together a deal for a reality TV show that shot yesterday and started working on it last Wednesday. Uh, so sometimes it's very, very fast and sometimes it's very long time out where you have, you know, long time out meaning maybe 8 to 12 weeks potentially a little bit longer, but the world of entertainment moves very quickly. Why do you see marketers uh, becoming a lot more focused on being integrated into film, TV, and other forms of entertainment now? Uh, well, you know, film's the national media for promotional partnerships because of the global footprint. Television offers, you know, a massive reach. Uh, its properties are now also sold with international rights, so you're getting that global footprint as well. You're also getting the online distribution on most television properties where their distributors are airing content or even exclusive special content takeaways. Uh, music has always been a phenomenal way for brands to engage. If you're looking at a music video, you have anywhere from a couple of million to 150 million plus viewers who are watching that content and having a brand be embedded within it and then doing a promotional partnership to support or a Facebook campaign to win a prize, all of those things allow a much bigger feel than just a blip on the screen of anything else. You know, when you're watching a commercial on TV, it's some of the most entertaining ones you want to watch, but it seems like the natural way uh, audiences are consuming content is they're having so much more control than they've ever had. So it's almost in the way that you have to be part of the conversation, not interrupting the conversation. Yes, everything needs to be organic and not clubbing you over the head with it. So, you know, I think people support when they're watching content and there's a brand campaign interwoven within it. If it's not distracting and it brings in a sense of realism, I mean, what you don't want is the days old of everything being Greek. And what that meant was if you had a can of beer, it literally said beer. And that's distracting as well. And I think as you know, time goes on and integration partnerships grow, you're going to see ways that brands are able to bring content to consumers in such a way that there's cost savings and extra special bits that they get as uh, a consumer that is going to be saving them money too. Brands are also the content producer, you know, in a sense, if you look at Red Bull. Red Bull's done a phenomenal job creating content, and a lot of brands are looking for ways to be that story. It seems very challenging to have that all set up. No, but you know, this is still a little bit wild west, and everyone's trying different platforms to see what's going to be successful. And the ones that are successful now are going to continue to be able to grow on that success in the years to come. Red Bull, when they started off, they tried a lot of things. They threw you know, a lot of cans of Energizer drink out there, creating those story points, and storylines and the content and some of it stuck and some of it didn't and you know just as most marketers do you fashion a variety of different ways to see what works what doesn't what you need to nip and change so that your future brand partnerships can be more productive more uh, engaging and activate with more consumers is it better for brands to own or sponsor content well, I think it really just depends so you have to look at the distribution model for one. So if a brand owns content, and we advise this you know, just the same as when a brand says they want to have a celebrity endorsement. You can create and you can own content, but what are you going to do to get that content out to a consumer? Just posting it you know, on your YouTube or on your page 
uh, your website, it, it's not going to do that. What is going to be the media plan behind it? How are you going to leverage it? What social media interaction are you going to have happen? You know, versus if a brand is sponsoring content, you already have that distribution plan in place. You know, you know what the overall reach might already be. If it's content that it's a television show, you know the demographic that it already reaches. You know the advertising model behind it. You know what they'll do to socially uh, promote it. And it, it just two different ways of content creation and sponsorship. If you have the ways to make it uh, more meaningful and get it out there, then that's phenomenal. There's also a lot of reasons why brands may make content not necessarily for wide stream distribution. And it could just be for their own website where they want it to have a home. It, it just depends on what that brand is looking as a takeaway. What are their goals? What are their objectives? What do they want to get out of it? BuzzFeed and Vice and various content producers are now building out their own marketing component within their company because mm -hmm. they have the distribution and they want to figure out ways to monetize their content beyond just their traditional advertising that they've sure. sold. Is, is that starting to see a lot more of that convergence where advertisers being content producers and then content producers are now trying to in a sense start becoming an advertising company you see it it's it's a really fine line because again you want to make sure it's organic you don't want to have messaging just clubbed over the head you want to make sure if it's a brand that's creating their own content is it being done in such a way that it, it's still engaging, it's still amusing, they're making fun of themselves and consumers are coming on board, or is it just a little too structured and more of a solid commercial that no one's going to want to watch, and if, or if they do watch, they're not going to want to watch it for long. So I think as you have the talent from various mediums come on board and working with advertising agencies to create that crossover, you're going to have more success in the space. It's the wild, wild west. It's very wild, wild west right now. And there's only you know a handful of companies out there that have a really a lot of experience crossing over that production speak. You know how brands speak and how production speak are very different. And the world of production is very fast, and the world of brand and corporations is very slow and methodical and thoughtful. And so being able to bridge those. That's where an agency like Hollywood Branded is able to come in and speak that language of the two parties. There's, d there's different um, uh, players in the game when you start actually mixing the brand's involvement. Correct. And you know, there's things that the brand's looking for and trying to safeguard again about their own image that the production's not thinking about. There's ways that the brand can be engaged that the brand's not thinking about. So it's really just knowing the two languages and being able to bring them together and find a happy medium that's organic and that's fruitful and that consumers will end up enjoying. How do you shape a metric for success when you're looking at branded content and uh, product placement? Sure, so you know our agency has a proprietary tool that we use to measure the consumer reach and time on air and average media buy and it, it comes out into what that result, that ROI is, that takeaway. Uh, other agencies have their own ways of creating and formulating these metrics. Really, it, it's based on, again, what is the brand looking for? Because you can come up with ROIs and metrics that 
answer every question out there except for the one that the brand really cares about. So we, as an example, customize each of our programs to answer those questions that the brand does care about, to try to find out is it that it's the social media impact, is it the consumer reach on air, is it the buzz uh, factor online, you know, what are these portions that actually matter? Not a one-size-fits-all. It's not. I mean, there's one-size-fits-all metrics that are out there, and we can apply those, but we also customize. And would the type of brands differ based on, would their demands differ based sure. on what industry they're, they're coming from? Well, you know, everything, for our clients, we do everything from looking at the impact of their website traffic, did it increase? Or if we're looking at B2B, you know, and we've taken these programs back into the retailer and looking to see what type of engagement factor we're having there or sales boost there. And it just depends on the brand of how much they study themselves uh, and can report back to be able to get some of those uh, metrics on that granular level. When you even look at the old Spice guy, that's kind of a, they've sustained this, uh, this kind of narrative. Mm -hmm. Do you see that as a trend that uh, brands are going to want to continue to have a big kind of uh, world for their content and their kind of brand to live in so it's not they're not bringing people back to a whole new one each time they're kind of sustaining it as you would say like a franchise in film yeah you know I think that the brands that have been able to find that success with their commercialization are you know really happy with their success uh, other brands would love to you know emulate them it's a, it's a challenge that everyone's out there if everyone could have as much uh, popularity as the Old Spice guy you know brands would hire and that agency on over and over again and expect that result, but it doesn't happen. I mean, that's why you have to do so many different campaigns in order to find out what actually will fit with the right brand, with the right timing, is it the writing of the content, was it the actor, or was it, there's so many specifics that go into it, was it how they rolled it out virally, but, you know, overall, yes, everyone would love it. Is it achievable? There's different ways to achieve success. I see. It's it's like capturing lightning in a bottle. It's about metrics and experimenting and prototyping the different ideas, and then what works, you double down. Sure. And you know, you might be able to do something with some of the events that we do. The event itself is becomes the content, and the takeaways are a story that happened at the event, and then it becomes a PR vehicle um, that is televised. You you just never know. And so the brands that are actually activating and engaging with entertainment and trying different options and doing product placement and integration and celebrity seating and entertainment event marketing, all of them are getting different takeaways that are going to result in positive uh, consumer appeal. They just have to find out what part of it is the one that's going to impact their own sales and their own consumer awareness campaigns the most. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hollywood 2.0. This is Peter Katz. You can reach me at katzfilms at gmail.com. It's K-A-T-Z.